Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Tuesday, 17 January 2023. Our bit today is taken from Luke 18, verse 1, which says, And he, that's Jesus, spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, and that's not to lose heart. Oh, well, friends, they say good things never last forever. And who am I to doubt them? Eh? It seems, though, that the dry and brilliant sunlit scene we've been experiencing for the last few days is now over. Yes, sadly, we've gone back to the wet, gloomy, cloudy days of yore. But you know what? We won't allow it to kill our spirits because we have the master of all goodness and encouragement living within us. His august and holy name is Jesus Christ. Yes, that's the name that's above every other name and to which every knee will eventually bow. And the sooner we believe and bow, the better off we'll be. Now, as I was sitting here wondering what to write while skimming through the good library, I came upon this most apropos passage of scriptures where Brother Paul is praying for the Ephesians not to worry about him and his tribulations. He says, Wherefore I desire or ask that ye faint not, and that's not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. And that comes from Ephesians 3.13. No, only Bro Paul could pen a verse like that. And the scholars tell us it means that God will use Paul's tribulations and sufferings in the ministry to spiritually benefit his recipients. Such edification will then bring about glory on their part in that they praise and honor God. Yes, friends, that's the benefit of the testimony of other saints. It teaches and encourages us. Thus, all the suffering and tribulation that Bro Paul went through for Christ's sake should be an eye-opening education and enlightenment also to us in these exceedingly tough and ungodly times. Just like he plowed through the ungodly times in which he lived, we too should be plowing through our times using him as an example. But what I really want to highlight today is Brother Paul's actual prayer for the church. He says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might, by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend that understand with all saints what is the breadth, that's the width and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow! What an empowering and heartfelt prayer. 
and it comes from Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. And we need to notice that it's not about material riches, but rather spiritual enlightenment and understanding. So now let's check it out verse by verse now so we can better understand it. In verse 14, Bro Paul is resuming, resuming his prayer begun in verse 1, but delayed by all the other stuff in verses 2 to 12. Meanwhile, verse 15 illuminates us to the fact that all the saints, both past and present, are named by God. In other words, they and subsequently us derive our spiritual life from God. Then in verses 16 to 19, Bro Paul play, prays for three things. One, that they would be strengthened with might by his spirit. That is, they be divinely enabled to successfully live the Christian life. Two, that the readers be able to comprehend the love of Christ. That is, to better understand the enormous love Christ has for them, as well as for us. And three, that they might be filled with all the fullness of God. That is, that the life, character, and virtues of God himself may be fully developed in them. And my brethren, that's the kind of prayer Bro Paul made for most of the churches that he wrote to. He prayed for spiritual enlightenment rather than material advancement. And it's something we should also consider doing because it falls into line with Jesus' command. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And we know that comes from Matthew 6.34. Yes, my people, when we are spiritually inspired, our material wants then naturally fall into place through God's grace and mercy. We don't have to strive to achieve them. But wait now, but Paul's not done with his prayers yet. He continues, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that woke it in us, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And that comes from Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. And that's possibly the most important part of the prayer, my people. Why? The scholars tell us that in making the three petitions above in verses 16 to 19, Paul has not asked for too much, for he prays, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that he can ask or think. Yes, he's praying to Almighty God, the one who can do any and everything. So it's not an empty, futile prayer to a deity that cannot fulfill it, but to the God who created the universe and still controls it. And on the point of prayer, I do believe that our lives lack the proper stimulation because we don't pray enough. And when we do pray, we don't ask for the right things, things that are in God's will. And please remember this also important Bible verse. And he, that's Jesus, 
speak a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint or lose heart. And then James tells us, ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts, that's desires for pleasures. And that comes from James 4.3. And it's a gospel truth, my people. Most of the time we go to God in prayer is to ask for stuff, stuff that doesn't fall into his will, stuff that is mainly for our carnal pleasure. So obviously we won't get it. Then we get displeased with God and foolishly declare that he doesn't answer prayer. But it's the same way when our children come to us for things that we don't think they should have, we tell them no. I guess, though, it's all right for us to say no to them, but not for God to say no to us. And that's our typical selfish human behavior, so wonderfully encapsulated in the cliche, do as I say, not as I do. Anyway, my people, we've said enough for today. So let's go home now declaring, yes, we spell declaring right. Let's go home declaring our Tuesday mantra. Letting the whole world know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel, in strong and sincere voice. In God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. No one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with my immediate neighbors, as well as with the whole wide world. Glory be. And now, my fellow believers, let's go out and do just that now. Let's go out and share the amazing love and friendship of Christ with others, so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. Much love. And the postscript for today says, the spirit-filled life, can bring about the material filled life, but not vice versa. True. The material life can't bring about a spirit filled life, but once you have a spirit filled life, the Lord will bring about the material life for you. So please, let's forget about the material stuff which we can't take with us anyway and get serious about the spiritual aspect of our lives. And then everything will work out. And we pray that we'll know and understand and do that beginning today. And we pray it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.